Welcome to Chop It Up. I'm Steve, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic, single parent, a mother's view. Uh, we've done one with single fathers, so now we want to cover the view from a mother's view. Today, our guests are Tanika, Liz, and Sherry. They will be sharing some of the things that they experienced as single uh, mothers. So let's get ready to take it to the table. Let's get ready to chop this thing up. And we'll have Tanika, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go Liz and then Sherry. Hi, I'm Tanika. I'm currently in North Carolina, and I have a 12-year-old, well, almost 13-year-old daughter. Liz? All right. I'm Liz. Um, I'm currently um, living in Bakersfield, California, but I work Monday through Friday at Arroyo Grande um, Hospital in Arroyo Grande, California. Um, over here by the beach. I have um, three biological kids, Justin 25, Adeline 22, and Malachi 8. And then I also have three bonus kids, which is um, Daniel Jr., Savannah, and Jake. All right, Sherry. All right. I am I'm currently in uh, the state of Carolina by way of military and have three biological daughters, ages three, 21, and 20, have one bonus daughter. All right. All girls. All right. <laughs> so let's, let's get ready to talk about this because, you know, I know um, this is something that we see uh, in America. It's, it's, it's something that is happening. It does happen. I grew up uh, raised by a single mom myself. She raised six kids on her own. Um, so I'm kind of familiar with the single parent household. So just wanted to get your point of view about, um, you know, your experience as a single parent, Don't you know, for those that were single, uh, raising their kids, some of the experiences that you have. So let me ask you these, this question here. What was one of the toughest challenges that you face as a single parent? Any one of you can start. Money. <laughs> I, for me, I would say. Go ahead, Go ahead. Sarah. Mm -hmm. For me, I'd say the lack of, the lack of support, the uh, lack of family or uh, family and or friends, the lack of support. Do you have anything? Yeah, um, for me, it was definitely having the father figure, positive father figure role mm. for my son. Yeah, so when you say, uh, Tanika, I know you said money, but I think, does that go along with uh, support, things like that, or is just finances was just so tight it was rough? Finances, finances, okay. yeah. Okay, now, Sherry, you talked about lack of support. So when, was, was you in an area where, you know, you were away from family or family just didn't support be, you as a single mom? Uh, to be honest, my family was pretty out there. They were all over the place. They just yeah. said dysfunctional. And so it's, everybody had their own issues and problems. And my, my issues with kids was the least of worries. Yeah. And, and, uh, Liz, I know you talk about the, uh, a, a father figure or a male role model or a positive role model for uh, for your son. Uh, so what did you do 
in these situations, like take each one of them, like for Liz, what did you do to substitute? If there was no positive role model, was there anybody, was it through uh, either through church, there was uh, men that was positive that was around, uh, was it for support? Was there other, if it wasn't the family, immediate family members that you find anybody else that kind of, kind of, you could talk with, kind of get you through some things, uh, was anybody want to comment on those areas? Was it anything that you did to kind of help you in that situation? I would reach out to my parents. However, they were in that time, they were probably about in their seventies. And then reaching out to grandparents, they're very biased. So they weren't that much of a help. And my dad didn't have much of a um, parenting background himself. So he really wasn't much help when dealing with my son, considering I'm his only daughter and biological child. So he was mm -hmm. very biased. So I would try to resort to my brother. However, you know, with my brother's history of being a recovering um, addict and so on. Um, I try to have him help, but you know, once again, he didn't have, he didn't raise his own kids. So it was kind of hard because he didn't have that father background with his own dad and he didn't raise his own kids. So I kind of felt torn, um, you know, cause my son didn't have that strong father figure to support him with our separation, our divorce and everything that was coming along at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I know, um, you know, as a for again, I, like I said, my my mom raised six of us. And I know during the time, of course, we're talking about uh, late 60s, early 70s. And it was totally different back then where, you know, it was kind of geared like you couldn't have a man around. You know, yeah. that's the way the system was set up that there could not, you know, could not be a presence of a man in the home. Mm -hmm. You know, if it was that appearance, then whatever assistance that they was receiving from the state they would uh they had to uh would risk losing that so did anybody ever have anything like that because i know that was like late 60s early 70s was that going on during the time that any of you were raising your children i take it as a no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know that was something that was you know it was, it was kind of designed to keep it that way um uh but let's talk about some other things um, with, did you have with the one parent, was they part of the kids' lives? Did they interact with the kids or was they, you know, not in the picture at all? Mm, I'll jump in on this one. Um, and to double back a little bit on the support, um, I, I said one of the most difficult things for me was, uh, finances, um, thankfully I had a good support system because when I had my daughter, um, not too long after her father went to prison. So, um, I went home, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So thankfully I had parents that, you know, allowed me to come back and get it together, you know, cause I, you know, I, I was out there, I was in the streets. So, you know, and now I have this child and this, and this baby. So I call home, like, you know. I, I, I need to come home. So I came home. So thankfully, you know, I was able to have that support um, system with my with my parents. And then, you know, um, the father figure with my dad. Um, 
So for me, it was really money was, you know, a lot of the issue because, you know, I'm leaving one lifestyle and then coming and trying to, you know, uh, live and learn a legitimate, you know, lifestyle and the money is different, you know? So I had to start really from the bottom, you know, start from scratch from the bottom. And, you know, um, so that was the most um, difficult part for me. So did you have, did anybody have any struggles with co-parenting? I did, Steve. I, uh, I yeah, did. if you want to call it a parent. Sorry. Look, we're, we're being real here, so you're okay. So, so what was the, what, so Sherry, well, what was uh, that? You said, yeah. So for me, from my, my girls, it was always the, I'm coming to see you, but never show up kind of deal. Or I'm going right. to send some money that it never got sent. And so it created a lot of um, emotional trauma for the girl I had to pick up, you right. know, until to eventually I had to get to the point and say, you know, we're going to we're, gonna, we're not going to do this anymore until you can get yourself together and stop making promises that you can't keep because I was the one to pick up the slack from the behavioral issues and things that were coming from that. I mean, essentially, when he wasn't there, was, you know, for a single parent household, it was pretty stable. But when he right. would come in and make the promises, everything mm -hmm. just go up in an uproar. And, and so, yeah, so honestly, I never got to the point. I never got to the point, actually, until I got married, that, um, I, I had the, I wouldn't even call it co-parenting. I never really got to that point. Right. Yeah. So it, it, and, and I guess what you're saying is that you had, everything was stable until when these promises and these things that was not going to happen. So when those things did happen, how did you, with your girls, you know, I know you said eventually you got to the point where you said, you know, we're not going to do this, but what was, you know, you mm -hmm. talked about some of the, emotional things that they went through. So as a mom, how did you handle that? Knowing that here we go again, we already know that this is going to be another broken promise. How did you start preparing or how did you start changing that to kind of combat that you already know that this is not going to happen? What was promised? Oh, that's easy. I just cut off contact. Um, I didn't okay. allow him to, I didn't allow him to talk to them. Um, because it wasn't yeah. like he was really contributing anything to their lives right. anyway, not really missing anything. And so you had to come to the conclusion that it was actually more beneficial to just cut off the contact. It wasn't like I was being bitter for no reason right. or just trying. But the contact, to, um, but the contact, was, the contact was disrupting your house is what you're saying. It, it turned your house upside down right. with the contact. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, Anybody else? So, what was your question? <laughs> so the question was with co-parenting, did you did did the co-parenting was it did it cause any issue with co-parenting? Did you have any issues uh, uh trying to work as a co-parent? Okay, Liz sounded like she has something to say. So so yeah, with with my older two kids, their their dad, um, we I kind of just like Sherry. 
experienced whenever he did try to um, have any type of contact. It was so negative. It, mm -hmm. it disrupted our household. I was in another relationship um, and I, and that relationship, we ended up having another son and, and it was just kind of feeding my other two kids um, in, into confusion. Mm -hmm. And that caused, I, I want to say that that was a, a huge reason why my son acted out. Mm -hmm. he was, it was a vital age for him. Um, that was all his uh, freshman and senior year of high school. Um, where I was able to pull in my daughter and, and keep her closer, which that was, I felt it was easier to do as her being a female. Um, but with my son, um, you know, that's his father. And so with, with his dad feeding these negative things into his, his, his head, you know, manipulating and um, just um, telling him to do, you know, certain things and act out and do this and do that, that really hindered him from from just furthering himself in life mm -hmm. and, and still you know going through that but now on the other hand um i started you know after um daniel and i had separated and, and got back together and started co-parenting i learned what positive co-parenting was and how beneficial that could work mm -hmm. and we ended up getting back together and got married <laughs> <laughs> Just last year. Yeah. Just a year. Just and, and last I year. give that testimony to people, to women. They're like, I have some hope. And I'm like, yeah, they could change. It could be for the positive. We were separated for six years. Never did we ever think that we would ever come back together again. Wow. But, um, and after my other experience, however, you know, my older two kids, dad, we, we were only um, from the time that we separated to the time that, um, he ended up passing away in a, in a, in a vehicle accident in 2015. So um, that again, once again, you know, the kids were left with a huge void. They were ne never able to have that positive experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, unfortunately this happens a lot, you know, um, and, and some of it, I know, you know, and again, I'm not trying to make up any excuses for anybody because, when you don't have a positive male role model in your life, it's kind of hard for you to just jump in and, you know, be this positive role model when you've never had it. And I'm just going by my own experience. And when I got married, of course, I didn't have a father in my life uh, because I was raised by a single parent. So everything I did, I was winging it and I wasn't winging mm -hmm. it that well, you know? So um, it, it does take, um, other people to come in, to step in, um, to kind of help out. You know, I always say that, you know, especially if you're involved in, um, like if you're in a church or something like that, I, I think that uh, men in church that know that's uh, going on, that somehow or another should be able to step in and be a positive role model uh, for those boys that are there, that, you know, um, um, in, in, in their midst, you know, instead of just seeing them come and go, but at least you know, a pat on the back, a, 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 a hey, you, you're doing well, you know, something like that. Some words of encouragement or affirmation when you see them, you know, to keep them encouraged is always helpful than not having anything at all. You know, so I'm just telling you that from my own experience that not having nothing, it creates its own problems. So, uh, yeah. And from so, what I experienced with the first relationship, I knew that I didn't want to do that to my little son with 
with his father, good or bad, I knew he needed his dad. And, and that co-parenting, you know, we were doing the every other weekend and I saw how beneficial it was to, to Malachi and, and how, you know, he knew his dad and, and it right. was, it was a wonderful dynamic and God just put it in my heart to start loving him again. Yeah. Go ahead, Nika. With my uh co-parent, my co-parenting experience was not um was not too bad actually. Um like I said, my daughter's father went to prison, so um, she didn't really um, know him or get to know him until she was um, around six, I think six, dad. But like I said, she always, you know, had my dad <clears throat> or um, excuse me, um, Steve. Um, <laughs> but she, she always had my dad, you know, if you know Steve's my dad. But she always had my dad, you know, around. And so she never really missed out on, you know, on that. Um, she never even asked, you know, like, where's my dad or do I have a dad? You know, I don't know if she thought that my dad was her dad, you know, but um, I'm not sure. So but um, when she did, when I, we did discuss, you know, um, her father um, and they met and, you know, obviously he was still in prison for some time. But, you know, thankfully, when when he got out, you know, we were able to work through, you know, a lot of the issues that him and I had, you know, from our previous relationship and then just, you know, kind of get on the same page. When he got out, it was a little rocky, you know, like for the first couple of months, because, you know, I, I think he thought we was going to be together, you know, or something. <laughs> he was going to have his family and stuff, you know, but had to go, you know, like, listen. So <laughs> after we worked that little part out, like, you know, Things have been have been great. So my co-parenting experience, thankfully, has been great. So shout out Zeke. Thank you, baby daddy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's and part of it. What I was, what Tanika just was explaining, um, and maybe part of it why uh, Alea didn't miss that because, like, when they had things, even at work, when they had the Christmas stuff that they would do, I would take her. It was that that was our thing where. You know, every year when they did the Christmas thing, I would take her. She would get dressed up. She would look forward to going to, um, you know, the little Christmas stuff every year. And I still do that now. Valentine's, she always gets stuff from uh, from us, you know, or me. You know, it was something that I've always uh, kind of keep them where, you know, what a father would do. So I kind of stepped in and I kind of did those things mm -hmm. to kind of keep her you know, she was not alone. She didn't have, you know, like where other kids was, you know, she had, there was a male um, role model in her life, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty grateful that that happened because there was things that I've learned with her that I'm using now with the other grandkids that I didn't do some of those things, even with my girls when they were growing up because I didn't know, you know, I used to always say to my wife, well, what do you want me to do? Don't work with them. I don't know what to do. You know, but <laughs> that was our thing. I'm like, I, I love it. <laughs> you know, so, but you know, I've learned over the years, and again, it's it's really having somebody else that can come in that can um, begin to teach and have an open mind about things. 
and not being able to um, and being able to accept faults, you know, things that you have, you know, issues that you have and you're know, not trying to cover them up with excuses, but mm-hmm. just do what you have to do to make sure that your child has the best life that they can have. And, you know, mothers, I always applaud mothers, of course, because I was raised by a single mom, raised six of us. And I'm going to tell you, we were six baby kids. We were not the easiest kids. You know, we were, <laughs> you know, we were always in, because mom was always at work, um, you know, and a lot of times we were on our own. So um, my mom did the best that she could to raise us. And whenever I uh, see a, a, a mom, there's a there's something special about a mother's love to me when i think about a mother's love it's almost to me it's almost like as close to a christ type love that you can get to you know because sometimes you know with fathers they can walk away and it, 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 it doesn't seem to phase them but a mom is there to the end you know and, and that's the way that christ is in, in in our lives he's there you know he's always there until the end you know he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you and that's how most moms are like that, you know, that, that's, that's just how that's their nature. I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, so, you know, so I'm glad that, you know, we do, you know, we did have you all talking about is there anything that you, any one of you that would, you would want to make sure that you instill as you're, as you were going through that process of being, Tanika, I know you're still doing, but being a single parent, is there something that you wanted to make sure that you, definitely instilled in your um in your children i think uh for me because um i didn't have the support but i not i really still to this day don't know how i figured this out but um i leaned into jesus and i don't even know how i knew to do that but um that that was my all of my daughters were had been in church since they they were little. I mean, basically right. were there in church because that's the only thing only place I knew to turn to. And so, I, I I always just try to, regardless of any decisions that they make as adults, I always try to instill in them to have Jesus as their anchor for everything in in their lives. And so um, regardless of the seats are there and it'll, right. it'll always be there. And I think, you know, even though the single parent experience was rough, it was the thing that drove me to Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, you know, God takes everything and he works it all together for our good. Yes. And so um, that, that, that was, that's, I mean, we all have our story. We all have our testimony and that one just happens to be mine. Right. So yeah, Jesus is the the thing that if I had to choose one thing to instill in them, that's that's what it would be. Anybody else? I think um, for myself, I think it was um, especially for my daughter to be a very strong and independent mm-hmm. female to be. Um, to, to, well, and, and also for my older son, too, to chase their dreams, um, to go after, you know, the best life possible, um, along with, you know, I, I was um, in church. I, I hope I did lay the foundation also. And um, so I know they do have roots also. So 
you know, going after their dreams and, and living um, the best life possible. Um, I want to say that I, my daughter definitely displays that. And my son will also. The prophet. <laughs> the prophet. So that, that's Malachi, but my older <laughs> son, I, I know he's had a lot of speed bumps. Um, especially with, with the, you know, he's 25 now. And, you know, once he gets out of living life, you know, because right now he's incarcerated, um, never thought my son would ever be there and, and um, never thought those words would actually even come out of my mouth because of how um, he was just a wonderful student. He was, you know, in ROTC, he was going to go the military route, all these huge dreams and um, life took him a different route. And like I said, there were some speed bumps in the way, but he does have some strong roots. So I think when, once he gets out and starts living life for himself and not for the image of his father, um, you know, and start living for himself and our Heavenly Father, then maybe, you know, he's going to get a long way in life. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... <clears throat> you know, it, it, you never expect that because, again, um, for those that know me know I have a son that's incarcerated as well. Um, and it's not something that you expect uh, for your children. But, you know, I also look at, you know, uh, I, I believe in the story of the prodigal son. You know, uh, Definitely. Yes. You know they, they go out and they do things in the world. But, you know, the, the father, father God is always there waiting on them. And, you know, when they bring themselves back to him, there's always room at the table for him. So that's just something that I believe, you know, I, I, I keep that in mind for myself and for him. I speak it uh, and I still believe that's what's going, you know, it, it's going to happen. So, you know, it's as as you say, moms mm -hmm. don't give up, you know, we just don't dads myself you know it's not you know it, when you have the uh the foundation and stuff that i have you just don't give up like that so you know you just have faith and you trust that as yeah. sherry has said god will take even those bad things that the enemy meant to destroy uh folks and he can turn it around for his glory so um and, and i'm glad to see that in each mm -hmm. of your lives that you know situations that you talked about and I know for each one of you, you're not living in that situation now. So one of the things that I believe is that by talking about some of these things, there are somebody that's that may listen to this, that may be in um, in in the same situation, but feel hopeless. But by having you all on, it gives them hope that if they look at this and they see that Liz was able to come through and all of your situations are different, but all of you were able to come through and I know background on each and every one of you and you're all doing very well. So it's yet yeah, that rough time, but when you, um, when, when, as you're listening to those that been through it and as Sherry, she said her guiding light was uh, Jesus Christ, you know, as these things are, uh, are coming into your life, these are opportunities Because I know that each and every one of you in your own areas of what you're doing and your life and things like that, I, you are blessed tremendously from where you started from. You know, so, I mean, of course, I know my daughter. Of course, I know where she was at. I see the things that she's doing in her life. And I know that, um, you know, uh, education and things like that. I know as a single mom, she worked her way through college. She worked her way. Matter of fact, 
when she started, she worked her way from not having a uh, um, high school diploma to a GED, then a, um, a bachelor's degree, then to a master's degree. So, you know, there's always hope for ladies that are out there looking at this. You're, you know, if you don't have the right, reach out to people. There are people out there that will be supportive. There are people out there that will be able to help, that will help guide you and 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 support is needed so you can go. Because I know, Sherry, I know you went to school. I know Liz, you went to school. And I'm sure that's when you're doing all of that, it's it's a big struggle, but you fight through it. You know, and you and you push yourself to get yourself through it mm-hmm. so that you can make things better for your children. And I'm sure later on in life, your children, because all your children, of course, are younger than my children, but they'll be thankful for the sacrifices that you made as a mom and being there in their lives. They will be thankful. And sometimes they don't always say it now, even though some of them might be, you know, some of them are younger than the other ones because they rage in different age. Because uh, Sherry, I think you said your oldest 21? Hmm, 23. 23. 23. Going to be 20. Yeah, she's, she's the same age as Sue. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes know. they may not say it all the time, but there are times, and I can tell you when I look at my older kids, I know that they're thankful that I was there, you know, um, and I'm thankful that they had me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that you know, mm-hmm. even as jacked up as I was, you know, they, they, you know, and, and we're not perfect, but, you know, but they, they're still there and we're still, we're still battling in things together. So whatever you do, you know, just keep encouraging mm-hmm. the women that are around you that you may find that are in this situation. Because what happens is um, people over, uh, as the word says, they overcome by the words of their testimony. So women need to hear your testimony. So when they hear your testimony, that helps them to see that there is light at the end of this. So we're going to get ready. Uh, do you have anybody have any last comments before we get ready to close out? But I do want to thank you all for just short notice coming together um, and and doing everything that you do every day. So I, I, I really do. Uh, you know, like I said, you're looking at a guy that was raised by a single mom. And I appreciate when I see moms out there doing what they got to do for their families. So thank you. Thank you. Anybody have yes. 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 I want to say to the single ladies, look, sis, you got this. You got it. You can do this. Keep pushing. Look at the kids and keep pushing. Find your motivation. Go with God. Stay close to God. And you got it. Keep pushing. Anybody else? Mm -hmm. I agree. It's all about. I want to say, you know what? When I was out there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sherry. And then Liz, we'll come back to you to close. Okay, I was just going to say, when I was out there as a single mother, I never in a million years thought I would get married. Never thought it could happen. (laughs) See any marriages in my family. I didn't see I didn't see anything that gave me something to look forward to. I never I just I mean, it's, it's hard to even think that. But I never even imagined that I could somebody like possibly get married. So I just want to, any single mothers out there that have a desire uh, to be married, regardless of 
you have a child or five children, if you um, keep Jesus, I know sure by keeping Jesus in my life and, and putting, I know that that's how that happened for me. I really just want to encourage the single moms that, you know, if you desire to have a helpmate and someone to be there, that God make that happen for you. All right. All right. Liz. I agree with Sherry. Um, I think looking back at my life and everything that I've been through, I, sometimes I have to take a step back and see what people see because I, I feel like I've been numb throughout the whole experience. But, you know, I, I was married for 16 years went through a, a pretty bad, ugly divorce and ended up with two kids. Never, ever thought in my life that I'd be a single mother. But, you know, God definitely paved the path for me to keep on going to school, to have some great jobs with great organizations. Um, I wasn't that average single mom struggling. I did have a good family support basis. So I was just blessed along the way. Of course, tragedy hit and, and um, you know, my son went through some hard times. My daughter also, I'm not going to bypass that. But then also having a son at 38 years old and having some relationship, um, a rocky relationship at that time too, you know, ended up being single again with an infant. But, what, you know, just like we talked about having that experience as co-parenting and being able to, to do the weekend on and weekend off and, and really get to experience that. I've experienced a lot of things in life as, as a trial and error and just all those things I've been able to learn from and build my strength from. And, and just God's carried me the whole time. And now I'm married to a pastor. Cannot believe that, <laughs> you know, being a pastor's wife. So, you know, now I'm even learning a, a stronger mm. path in life, you know, where, you know, my, my belief and, mm. and my courage and my, my strength to step out in the world and, and have faith that, you know, he's blessed me this far. He's going to yeah. bless me, you know, until, until the end. So I, I think that you're right. The story may not look um, so perfect, but at the end, it's, it's been beautiful. All right. All right. All right. Thank you all again. We look forward to um, maybe a follow up to talk to you all again. Um, I'm sure with some of the feedback that we may get, we'll uh, get you all back together to tell some more of your story. Thank you again. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking sometime in the near future. All right. Thank you all. Thank you for having me. Nice meeting everybody. Thank nice you. Meeting you. I'll drop you. <laughs> yes. Nice meeting you too.